This is Chatting Human Design, the place to be to hear how real people use human design in their everyday life. I'm so excited to have you. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the pod where I talk about human design with people that also know what I'm talking about, which very rarely ever happens. Although yesterday at work, the new manager was talking to me about something and I said something about human design and he goes, I'm a projector. What are you? And I was like, what? How do you even know what this is? And it's a dude. It's a, that's even more like a corporate dude too, like in his little suit and tie and stuff. I was like, whoa, you threw me. I guess I was judging you, but you threw me. Anyway, welcome guys. We have a great guest today. She is a four, six, sacral manifesting generator that's probably why i have a lot of energy it's all your fault rachel i blame you oh my fault oh my energy all that sacral energy flash thank you because i wouldn't have much because it's gloomy we both live in the same area and it's gloomy outside which always makes me like really tired so yeah yeah i mean i'm even a little bit like oh it's gloomy today it's so cold (laughs) right yeah well, welcome on. Um, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, Rachel also has a podcast. I was on it. It's called Be You, Babe. And now yep. she's on mine. We are doing yep. a little swap rooney <laughs> Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. I am excited to be here and talk again um, about all things human design. I mean, what I do with my work, I mean, I could talk about the personal like manifesting generator in me, but, um, for work, I blend human design and copywriting to help people Mm -hmm. with their messaging, but I am a hundred percent a many gen always have been a many gen very much bouncing around from thing to thing. I've had like four different careers. You want to call them careers? (laughs) Um, I do have one long-standing husband though. He's been with me the whole, um, for we've been at least 17 years this fall. So oh, wow, seven um, years for me. And so. we have, yeah. I mean, it's, I remember that mark being a challenge that seven to 10 year mark was a challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also could have been cause we had kids right about then too. So that mm-hmm. transition into parenthood was also a little bit of a whiplash. Um, but yeah, and we homeschool them. So I work in homeschool and we are renovating our house. My husband is working on building a deck right now. Um, so yeah, we're all over the place. I'm all over the place, but uh, I honestly could not function in any other way. Yeah. Yeah. What What is your uh, husband's energy type? I think you told me, but I don't remember. He's an emotional projector. Okay. He has a defined solar plex and root, and then a defined head and ajna. So he has a really wide split. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we complement each other really well, but he, because of his defined root, he, like, he can keep up. Um, both of my kids are Manny Jens mm-hmm. and he can keep up for sure. But he, I think he feeds off of our energy most of the time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That totally makes sense. My husband is a generator, so I'm the same way. I'm like, give me your Mm -hmm. energy. (laughs) So, well, that route probably helps him build the deck because he also can use some adrenaline energy to be like, get this thing done. (laughs) Yep. And he does. I mean, he kind of goes into his, like, he's also a six, two. So he has lots of harmony in him, 
Um, but when he, he'll go into a hermit cave for a little while and not want to do anything. And then he'll come out and be like, all right, let's get things done and bam out a whole bunch of stuff. So that yeah, it's good. interesting to watch his, his energy fluctuate up and down. And, um, uh, yeah, it's usually around this time of year that he's very busy that he's like, all right, we got to get shit done before it gets cold. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's well, because you can't really do a lot of stuff when it starts snowing, like building decks or outdoor things. You have Mm -hmm. to like batten down the hatches. My husband was reading Mm -hmm. it. He's like, do hummingbirds come around in the winter? Because he has this hummingbird feeder he's really into. And I I didn't know. And so he's looking up. He's like, okay, we have to keep it up, but we have to watch the temperature. And he was giving me all these like tips about the hummingbird feeder in the winter. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, all right, we got it. Cool. And it was just so funny. <laughs> He's like, I don't know what to do. Do I take it away? What if they come back? I was like, well, they come back. Up? We have one too. They come back every year. Yeah. They actually are, look for it. It's really funny. I don't know if the hummingbirds are, do they fight over the feeder? The hummingbirds at our house will fight over the feeder. <laughs> we have one hummingbird that is, that is his feeder. It's a little feeder. Yep. And anytime yeah. another hummingbird comes by, he just dive bombs that that yep. hummingbird so yeah mm-hmm. he's very t- I'm pretty sure it's one I know I, it's hard to tell them apart but it seems like it's one mm-hmm. it, I feel like it's one <laughs> yeah they're really funny um they come around a lot once they realize that there's a feeder there they're they'll start to be more of them around and yeah it's fun the kids love it yeah this one has really fought, fought them all off though he's really mostly there by himself so it's like good <laughs> guarding it good job I think yes Yay. Good for you. <laughs> um, but yeah, I guess, uh, the changes in the season, like you said, really can kind of jumpstart things or make you slow down for me. I just get like, what's, mm-hmm. what's going to happen next? <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I get very in my head about what yeah to do or prepare or whatever. Cause everybody else is doing that stuff. And then people start posting, you have three months left of the year. You have two months. And you're like, stop reminding me. Come on. I know how much time is left. And I'm not going to change my entire life in two months, but I'll do my best. (laughs) Yeah. Well, your open route too is just like, ah, don't pressure me. Don't pressure me. I can't. No, I don't want that pressure of having to, oh shit. it's almost the end of the year. What does that even, I mean, what does that even mean? Like, yeah. Who says the year has to start over or anything? Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. It's what we came up with the end of the year and we came up with all of the things that go along with it. So mm-hmm. it's kind of just like, well, take what you want and leave what you want. And yeah, I'm not really. I don't, I don't do like resolutions or really any sort of like big changes because I don't think that's something you can decide when that's going to happen and be like, Oh, the end of the year is the perfect time. Yeah. totally. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, So I know you've had a podcast. How long have you had your podcast for? A year and a half. Yeah. A year and a half. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. that's quick. 83 episodes now 83 no 84 and the 84th will come out on monday yeah wow wow i can't i'm not a i i don't really find any interest in doing them by myself so i only have guests mm-hmm. so that's why I'm, i don't have as many but like 
that's awesome. Good for you. It's been an up and down. I would say, I mean, there's probably been three or four times where I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I'm over it. Uh Uh-uh, done. And then I talked to my VA that does my podcast. Um, She posts for me. She puts all the show notes together and all that. And she's like, no, just take a break and we'll come back. And I never end up taking a break. I think I took one break at Christmas time, like two weeks off. Um, But then I just, it's almost like I just have to voice that I'm frustrated with something and then I'm fine and I can move on and from it. It's just voicing it saying, uh, notice with the kids too, there's something in our routine that I'm like, I'm just frustrated. I don't want to do it anymore. And then I'm fine and just voice it and be move on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but there's definitely been times where it's like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about anymore. Have I, I've talked this issue to death. I, <laughs> whatever, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. I have like a, a video diary on YouTube that I have, I haven't done one in like two months just cause it's the same thing. I'm like, I I've talked about the same thing like three times. So I'm not going to bring it up again. What else is going on? Nothing. My life is boring. And then I'm like, so, but the podcast is a great outlet for me. And then my other one that I have too helps a lot with, like you said, the putting things out without like the pressure of, of having people give you advice back, just saying stuff. Mm-hmm. I think that I, think I mean, that's really what the podcast, is. when I do it myself, it's just me talking and most of, I mean, sometimes I'll get comments back, but not usually. Um, but having that VA, I mean, that is accountability too, of if I were doing it all by myself, I would easily slack off and be like, I'm not going to get to it, <sighs> but because she's doing it and she's, I'm paying her to do it. I have to have something to her. Like it's, it's accountability for sure. Yeah. Yeah, that, that does help a lot. Um, so I was talking to you about this before I came on, because I think it's interesting as a mental projector, I'm a projector, but different. And I feel that generators and manifesting generators are kind of like that. And I think a lot of times they get lumped together, which I understand that they have, you all have the same aura type. I understand Mm -hmm. that you have a lot in common, but I also know Mm -hmm. both types. I know generators, I know manifesting generators, and you can see that I can feel the difference energetically. It's much more of like a, I just took like a shot of caffeine and I'm just like, let's go. And the generators almost feels like more of like a focused energy, but manifesting generators is like, let's do all these things. <laughs> and there's only been one time when I met a manifesting generator that like repelled me where I was like, oh, mm. I don't, I don't like this person and I don't know why, but their energy was just very loud. Like the best way I can describe it is like loud static. And I was like, I don't, I don't want to hear this. Mm-hmm. It was very, it's very odd, but most of my the rest of my manifesting generator friends, I love yeah. them because they feel very colorful and just like, I don't know how to describe you guys. You're great. <laughs> You're so great. Projectors are like, I, You're a drug. I love that. Love I love hearing that. <laughs> yeah. I love hearing your description of the two because, I mean, honestly, that's, that feels pretty accurate. In even what I've noticed with many gens and generators, um, from my perspective as a many gen, 
I do feel like, I mean, obviously, um, I'm more introverted in my older years than I was when I was younger, but Mm -hmm. I am happily bubbly glasses, half full kind of person. Um, my energy is all over the place. I will fully admit that. I mean, Mm. I can't tell you how many times people have said, just pick something. Why do you change your mind? Every time something gets going, you you're, you're done and you're on to something else. Like just stick with it. Like how many times people have said that to me when I look at them and I'm just like, I can't, I don't know what to tell you. I don't, I don't have it in me. Um, or even the thought of doing something my entire life, like you pick something in high school, you go to college for it and then you do it for 40 years and you're just happy. And I'm like, what the, f- no, <laughs> uh, that sounds like death. Like, just kill me now. What's the point of life? Yeah. Yeah. I totally understand that. I feel like sometimes the undefined G center can do stuff like that to you where you feel like you have to find an identity. It was more me pressuring myself mm-hmm. to like pick, pick something. Yeah. Um, but my mom used to say yep. that to me all the time too. pick something. And I was like, no, but I think it's more pick something. I didn't have yeah. the energy, energy to do what everybody else was doing in traditional life. So I was like, I can't pick any of this stuff because all this stuff take it's how do you all do this? Just as you said, to have like a nine to five for 40 years to me, just, it does sound awful, but it also sounds like completely exhausting to the point where I don't know how yeah. I could physically do that. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. And that's what happened with me is I was like, I don't know how these people do this. So I'm not even going to try. Um, and then I've worked in restaurants like my whole life. Cause it's easier to have your own, like a unique schedule for yourself, but it's, mm-hmm. it's not, it's not great on the energy either. Cause there's just a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's when I get like my little 34 because I have gate 34 and I'm sure I get hooked up and then I'm a manifesting generator. I'm not really, but I have like the little, that gate that goes sacral yep. to throat and it's like, let's go. And I feel that happen yep. at work, like all the time. And it, mm-hmm. it's like you said, you can't really control it. It just happens mm-hmm. and then it goes away. <laughs> hmm so and we're done (laughs) yeah and then we're finished and a lot of times people will say that most projectors in their life are trying really hard to be mgs we're trying really hard to be manifesting generators unconsciously at Mm. first like we don't know what human design is it's unconsciously we're that's what we're trying to do because that's what societal conditioning says you should be able to do but we all don't have it energetically so yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. But say my husband by nature wouldn't want to, he only does it. Cause I'm here like going, let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do this. Let's do that. <laughs> I'm, I'm, that's so funny. Cause I do this. I'm very much like, okay, I need to, where, what are we doing with this time? Like what's from this time to this time, what's happening. And my generator mm-hmm. husband is like, eh. mm. yeah. Um, but he's very minimally defined and he's a two, four. So he's just, he's very much just goes about his life. And I'm like, how did you make this decision? Why did you do this? Why did you choose this? And he's just like, just did, (laughs) just did like cool two, four cool. 
uh, my podcast partner and I had a podcast recording the other day and we were talking about how that we get jealous sometimes of two fours because all the oh, really? two fours that I've ever met in real life give me a very similar energy as Sean does. Mm-hmm. It's like a confidence, but mm-hmm. they're not doing anything just there. And do you think it's the two line? I think it's four. I think it's both together. Because I've okay. never met another profile that makes me that I'm just like that feels that they just feel like the popular kid in school who's not trying to be popular. They just are, and everybody loves them. And you're like, how is this possible? Um, and it's varying degree. I will feel it with them, but it's always. And I've never like met somebody and gone, oh, I think they're two four, and then looked it up and they're two four. No, I know, yeah. and I meet them, and I'm like, yes, this makes sense yeah. <laughs> to me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think it's the unique combination because you are four, six, I'm a three, six. So we both have six mm-hmm. in the body, mm-hmm. right? That's what mm-hmm. they call it. Okay. Yeah. Um, so that we, I know that that feels different than six in the front, but I know that having the six in either place does some stuff that's similar, yeah. you know? Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. I think it's the uniqueness of the two, four, but Mm-hmm. What do I know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that mental or I'm sorry, manifesting generators, you're you feel different to me, but I can understand how it's easier to explain them as one, although I would never do that to a manifesting generator. I, feel like- I yeah, I I'm not generator like in the slightest. I know. Um, I have some met some generators that are kind of manifesting generator ish. Um, but they're still, they, they almost have, I don't want to use the word slow cause they're not slow. They just move at a slightly different. It's almost like the, if you could vi- envision like atoms buzzing around someone mm-hmm. manifesting generator, they're like going all over the place oh, yeah. and a generator is just a little bit slower, but they're still all going around. Yeah. I don't know. To me, it feels in my body, to me, when I'm around them, generator energy feels more focused and Mm -hmm. manifesting generator energy feels a little bit more scattered, but not in a way that's like, oh my God, what's going on? Yeah. More in in like a, I can focus on more than one thing. Where did this superpower come from? Like that's, that's how it feels just to me, like as an outsider getting your energy, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. and I always describe y'all differently. Cause like you said, it's a very different energy. And I feel like a lot of the times I want to make sure that MGs know that it's okay to be all over. Cause a lot mm-hmm. of times that's societal conditioning is you're too much pick exactly. a lane. You're too loud. Yeah. You're too this, yep. too that blah. Yeah. And you're supposed to be big with your energy. It doesn't mean mm-hmm. you're big with your voice or your mannerisms. Right. Maybe you're a really quiet manifesting generator. Mm-hmm. But when you come in the room, everybody's like, who is this? Because your mm-hmm. energy is like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know if you're not watching this, guys, I've had so many hand gestures. It's like a new <laughs> record in this episode. And it's, it's you, I think. <laughs> manifesting generators really get my hand gestures going uh, <laughs> I, I talk a lot with my hands too i'm like all over the place you watch my uh, episodes of my podcast and i'm going like this too 
it's just easier to make your point. And that's why you guys should watch it on YouTube. I didn't have my podcast on YouTube until I did one a few weeks ago. And who the person I was interviewing before we got on, she goes, are you going to put this on video? Like on mm. somewhere on video? And I was like, no, I never use the video. And she goes, why not? Mm. And I was like, ah, I don't know. So that was, yeah, that was um, my same thing of when I started my podcast. I was like, why not just put it on YouTube? Yeah. Well, it took me, it took like two years for someone to, I knew I could do it because I do it for the, uh, my other podcast, mm-hmm. Hot Topics every week I put it up. And so mm-hmm. I was like, well, why don't I just put it up here? And then a couple weeks inter- later, I interviewed someone who I'd interviewed previously and I did not use a video and she showed up kind of late to the interview. And, um, I don't think she'll listen to this. She knows I still love her. I don't really care. She was like, where you don't use this video, right? She's like, I'm not ready. My, her background, she's like, you don't use a video. Right. And I'm like, I don't, (laughs) because I really wanted to have the interview either way. I was like, I don't, like, I don't care. (laughs) Let's do it. Cause then I can still have it up where people listen to it and know where to find me anyway. The YouTube mm-hmm. thing is new. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. you're going to be a new, a new tube to YouTube with me. Yay. Yay. So if you are watching on YouTube, enjoy the hand gestures. <laughs> um, I wanted to ask you because the manifesting generator energy is described the way that it is. Do you sometimes feel like people expect a lot of you like energetically people that know human sign, I guess. Um, no, not really. Um, I feel like the people that know me well, expect me to be all over the players, like, and to be doing lots of different things. Mm -hmm. Um, but I don't feel like anyone that I meet expects me to uphold or like hold them up energetically. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I have not experienced that. No. Well, that's good. Is there anything that you have come across that like totally zaps your energy, like completely like anything specific environment. I have become really, really sensitive to environment and the people I'm around. Um, it started, I would say probably five years ago and was just, Oh, we were down in the city and I could just tell that I was like, this isn't where I want to be. This isn't, Mm -hmm. I, I just don't want to be here anymore. Uh, but it took us a couple of years to move. And now I, I mean, all the people I meet pretty much, I would say 90% of the people I meet are fantastic. Love them all to death. We've created a really great community of homeschoolers and, uh, neighbors around us, uh, all of that. And I feel like this was like the aligned decision, the -hmm. aligned thing to go, even though it was a really hard move. Uh, it was really hard on my husband. Uh, it was just, it was a really big leap at the time we had lived in our other house for 14 years, wow. had our babies there. We were really deeply rooted. And I, I, I knew that we were, but it also still came as a shock to, I mean, it was an emotional experience to move. Mm-hmm. It was hard and it took us like a year to really settle in here. Um, so but now it's like, yeah, that we can't imagine anywhere else. That's so cool. Yeah. Environment's a big deal for mental projectors, like a mm-hmm. really big deal. So I totally understand that. And I love when other aura types find, like figure out that thing that 
they're like, oh, this little piece isn't talked about when it comes to my energy type, but this is, helps me out. Mm-hmm. Do you have a defined G center? I do. That's interesting. And because- mountains is my environment. And actually my husband's environment is mountains. And so wow. is my son. And my daughter is uh valleys and we live in a valley in the mountains. <laughs> they do people. They do. Um, that's so, that's so cute. I love that. I'm caves. My husband is also caves. Um, but I love that the G center was like, Hey, we need to get out of here, you know? Mm-hmm. And it, it's funny because mine is undefined, but I think because I'm a mental projector, the environment thing still is mm-hmm. like, cause I had a very a similar experience when I left California and it was just like, you have to leave now. Like you need yeah. to leave now. And it didn't feel logical, but it, didn't all it felt correct but it yeah. didn't I couldn't explain it to yeah. anyone because I'm yeah I live in California how do you tell people who are like California is amazing you're gonna leave mm-hmm. Blah. and I'm like I don't like it here sorry mm-hmm. guys mm-hmm. and everybody asks when I from like why did you leave why are you here and it's like well I happen to like the Midwest I happen to like seasons and mm-hmm. I mean, this was a long time ago before California got worse, which I feel like it Mm -hmm. did a little bit. Yeah. I I mean, now when you say you left California, I'm like, well, duh. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Thankfully it's turned around a little bit and people are like, obviously you've left California. But before, cause I left 10 years ago, people are like, what are you doing? But you're right. Post pandemic people are like, cool. Good choices. (laughs) Good choice. Good Um, choice. Um, and it's not that I, nothing bad happened to me there. Like I had a, Mm -hmm. like a normal ish life, nothing like catastrophic happened. And I, I don't ever, I don't really go back unless I have to, because it just feels weird. Mm -hmm. I have family there. So I have to go back every once in a while. I don't like Mm -hmm. to fly. So that's another reason why I don't go Um, but yeah, it was just something that was like, you have to go now. It was almost Mm -hmm. like a very calm voice that was Mm -hmm. just like, you gotta go, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which is weird because how do you reason? You're like, how do I reason with you? You Mm -hmm. don't, you just do what it says. I'm just kidding. No, that's true. I mean, I feel like I've had, I've had a few of those moments where it was like a strong knowing a strong voice that was like, this is what needs to happen. Like. Yeah. And it was once it would say it once. And I was like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> What's happening? Do you have a defined spleen? Yes. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Spleen- splenic people get little blops. And yeah. And there's definitely been blops throughout my life where I'm like, what? And I wasn't, I knew it wasn't for me. And for a long time, it, it took me a while to understand my head from like what the sacral was saying and my oh, head would yeah. get in the way, especially I have an open head, open Aja. Like, I'm like, is that me talking? Is it what's happening? But when it was a splenic head, it was like, oh, that's a, like, I just know. I just, I don't even, I, there's no explaining. It's just, no, that's it. Yeah. I just know. <laughs> well, that's, I mean, if you look at conditioning deep down, like when we're deconditioning, what we're really doing is trying to stop follow listening to this so much like this is yeah, the your main, mind yeah the main source of your conditioning yeah of through time is this guy mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. we're always kind of 
I think when I started learning about human design, I thought like we were, I was in a battle with this thing. And then I realized Mm -hmm. like, no, no, this is not a battle. This Mm -hmm. is just, we all live together. We're all here. (laughs) So we should get along as best we can. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I try to do with myself when I get up in here, but you're right. It's like, sometimes there's things that present themselves to you and you're like, well, I think I got to do this thing even though this guy is saying oh, a whole bunch of other stuff. And yeah. is that me? Is that the other person? Because I also have an undefined crown, but I have defined Ajna and throat right. for my mental projector definition. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this, I totally understand like all the stuff coming in from around you mm-hmm. and other people's stuff getting stuck in here mm-hmm. and having to like take some time to sift through it and go, what? what is important here? What is important information? Yeah. I feel like the head, my head gets more confused with the sacral. Like mm-hmm. wh- if there's a, if it's a sacral response, then it would, then the head could easily interject and be like, Oh, that's a terrible idea. Yes. But the splenic hits and there's only been probably three or four in my entire life. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Of splenic hits that I was like, Oh, that is something totally out of this world. Not me. Um, and I could even name them when they happened, they were different and my mind didn't try and con- or contradict them. It was just like, okay, that I get it. And I'm going to try and follow that. <laughs> I think it's like, I'm looking for a, r- a way out here, but I think we just got to jump on this roller coaster. Yeah. <laughs> and the first one, and I'll tell you about the first one. Cause that was the one cool. that was like, what is happening? I was dating a guy in high school and we'd been dating for like a year and I went to like, give him a hug goodbye and go home. And it was a spleen hit of like, do not marry him. It was like, boo. It was like a big voice. And I was like, and I literally was like, what? Like I'm a teenager. And like, I, I, like, he must've noticed that something changed. Cause he's like, what's the matter? And I was like, uh, I gotta go. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, and it took me like a year, another year to break up with him. But I, in that year it dissolved into not a pretty toxic relationship really. And you did not marry him. So I did not. Yay! I did Good not. Job. <laughs> um yeah I'm like oh that's why I wasn't supposed to because the number one that was a toxic relationship and number two like I ended up healing I think a lot of um not not some ancestral or like past karma kind of relationship stuff with Mm -hmm. that relationship with him so that I could meet my husband and have the relationship I have with him so yeah yeah, it was fucking wild it was necessary as long as you Mm -hmm. didn't marry him so exactly it was like you're fine just don't marry him (laughs) do what you want to do listen to me (laughs) that's that sounds very splenic like okay we know you're gonna do what you want but this is the one thing you need to remember and then it smacks you in the face with it yes and i and the trust part is so it's i'm glad that you brought it up because it's it's so difficult I would assume I don't have any Mm -hmm. definition down in this area. I don't even have inner authority. So for me to talk about it is what I feel from other people and what I've gathered. Right. And to me, it's like, um, you have something in here that you can rely on 
but mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that your other voices, the other, the voices of the other centers go yeah. away. They're still yeah. there yeah. yeah, and they can be louder at different times. Um, mm -hmm. You can mm -hmm. think you're all good and you're all confident in your choice. And then something comes up and is like, maybe from your emotional, emotional solar plexus, or maybe from yep. here. And it just, the trust part is an ongoing thing. And there's going to be times when you don't trust yep. yourself. You just don't. And yep. you go the other way. Yep. And that's going to keep happening throughout life. There's no piece of human design that fixes that for you or that says, okay, now every decision you make from here on out is aligned. You're totally good. You know what your spleen sounds like or your sacral sounds like. Don't worry about it. You get better at it, I feel like, I would assume. But you also give yourself more grace around it. I think that's it more than it. Like, it's definitely <laughs> a learning curve. Yeah. And it you have to figure out what it is for you. But I feel so much more confident in the decisions that I do make. And one thing I will say with, cause I have an open solar plex, I feel the emotions <laughs> like, and when we were moving, that was the biggest problem was that my husband who's defined, defined emotionally was riding so many waves going through all that. And I was like, I can't tell anything. I can't tell up from down right now. Like I was so bombarded with what was going on with him that I couldn't hear my own intuition, even though like when I, if I was by myself, it was like, oh, hell yes. Like we're, we're good. Like no, there's like no emotion here, like move forward, green, green, light, go. But him and his emotional experience just came in like a cloud and covered it all up. And I made me question and made me go, God, is this the right move? I don't know. Like this feels really scary now. Like, ah. Um, and now having that experience is like, okay, now I know that if I'm deep in, in an emotion, whether it's mine or someone else's, it's not going to like, don't even try. Yeah. <laughs> don't even try to, to access that sacral. Cause it's just, it's not going to give you accurate information because it's covered in emotion. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. The solar plexus is super loud. No, so... it's so loud. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I never even thought of it like that. Like maybe I need to get myself out of this person's emotional aura or I need to let them ride their way before I even start to process things because mm -hmm. I never thought of it like that, but that's a good idea. Cause sometimes you can't get out of someone's aura and you're stuck there. Yeah. And so maybe give yourself the grace to not try to do too much mechanically for yourself. <laughs> like just hang yeah. on to the board and ride the wave. There is a certain amount done. of that for sure that you're just like, <laughs> I'm just going to hold on and like, <laughs> hopefully not drown. Um, but I mean, I feel like it's, it's more than just getting out of the room. It's like getting out of the house, mm -hmm. like going for a walk. It's like separating, going somewhere for the night or whatever in order to really, if you need to, right. Um, mm -hmm. access. I mean, I had already made the decision. I was already fully invested and ready to go. It was the emotional way from him that made me question all of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it's unavoidable because it's from people and we always yeah. are going to be around people in one way or another. Um, I mean, for the most part, we are depending on mm -hmm. where you live or yeah. how you live your life. Yeah. That's what's going to happen. And so, like you said, making space for yourself 
is really important. Um, and I, I think it's really interesting to think of, you have like the sacral, which is like a classic authority, if you will. Um, and it speaks <laughs> to you. Yeah. And I have from here, I touched it's it, when, to me, when I was growing up and people talked about gut feeling, that is to me what a sacral authority is. Yeah. And I never knew yeah. what that meant. Like yep. I never could do it. Yep. I tried to do it. And I was like, this yeah. doesn't, yep. what are people saying? Like what my body, <laughs> my body does want to do this thing, I think, but then here comes my mind and well, all this other stuff. Yeah. yeah. And then I realized I had to kind of go outside of myself to make choices, which mm-hmm. can mm-hmm. really kind of mess with people. They're like, no, you are your own, you're your independent woman. You make your own choices. You don't go outside of yourself because then you're relying on other people. Why would you do that? As a projector, mm-hmm. we are hardwired to rely on other people. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. sounds very scary, but it's not yeah. in the way that anyone thinks. It's just a mechanical yeah. situation. It's not codependency like you think of codependency. It's no. It's, no. Yeah. If anything, I feel like we use the others more. Like I feel like- <laughs> yeah. I don't feel like I need Sean. I feel like I'm taking energy from him and I'm like, ha ha, thank you so much. Give it to me. And he's mm-hmm. cool. He's like, yeah, I got it. Here you go. But to me, I'm like, yeah, here it is. Mm-hmm. I, I almost feel like I'm the one doing the taking more often, even mm-hmm. though I know energetically that's not really what's happening. Like, mm-hmm. cause he has it to, to give, he makes it and I don't mm-hmm. make it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but I think that it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting kind of stigma to break that we are here for the other because we're the guides and you can't, we can't guide ourselves. I mean, we can, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. that would be a very singular mission for your life. Guide yeah. yourself. Yeah. We're all here to guide ourselves. We're yeah. humans, but right. we're here to guide all of y'all else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And in order to do that, we need you. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. It's a real, it was hard for me. It's still kind of hard for me to wrap my mind around the fact that I need people and I can't just, I'm not, I'm not, it's not that I can't, I'm not here to just kind of go about my life by myself and not have other people around to support me or to bounce ideas off of, or to vampire steal their energy or, you know, all the things, Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's a big piece for the projectors to understand is that we're here for them mm-hmm. over here for the MGs, for the G's, for the R's, for the M's. We're here for all of them. And that makes me feel like I actually have a purpose, which is not mm-hmm. something that I would ever say or think or even assume that I could have a purpose in life. To me, that feels very special. Mm. and like to even think that I could have a real purpose is like well who do you think you are you know Mm. but learning that I was a projector and it's like well your main purpose is to guide the other Mm -hmm. I was like well that feels very like big and important Mm. so now I feel important (laughs) (laughs) which sounds a little crazy but it really has helped my confidence And I think it's because I learned as a projector, 
I'm here to guide and I have a purpose, but I don't have to do anything. Like I'm not here to do. Mm, Yeah. Doing, especially for mental projectors, like it's not your doing for sure. (laughs) Yeah. But that's really like, that's how we measure ourselves in life is what we do. So to Mm -hmm. shift that whole idea and Mm -hmm. to, and to attempt to get the people that are in your support system or your family or your group or whatever to, uh, to kind of shift a little bit with you Mm -hmm. is a, it's a big, it's a tall order. Yeah. Yeah. That I will continually be working on, but I don't know if you just heard me say, I didn't ever think I could be good enough to have a purpose. And now I don't have that. Like, that's not a thought anymore. Like I understand why that's not a healthy thought. And I'm, I'm like, Oh, that doesn't make sense now. Mm -hmm. I put that one away on the shelf. Like I, I feel Mm -hmm. like a different person. So, and I'm crying again, obviously. Mm. So you're a really good Human listener. design is liberating you're a good listener too you're you're four i've heard that multiple your fourth times line is, your fourth line is, is four, like heavy. six you think it is <laughs> i think um maybe it's the four i don't know i definitely relate more to the six than i do the four yeah to be honest the six is, yeah. a, is a hard was a hard one for me to get on board with because it felt like a lot of responsibility like, I didn't want to be responsible to be everybody's role model. That felt like a big burden to me when I first heard oh, about it. And then I realized yeah. that it's not about, again, it's not about anything that I do. It's just, you kind yeah. of share your life with other people and there's pieces yeah. of it. They're like, oh, this would be neat. Maybe I should try something like this or, you know, mm-hmm it's just little things like that where I didn't realize that again, we don't really do anything special. Like I don't have to like button myself up and be like the perfect human so that I can role model it to other people. It's the opposite, especially a three, six, like, hello, I'm here to be super messy and show everybody. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. The six, I mean, I felt really liberated when I understood it. I was like, Oh, I just get to be me. That means the more me I am, the better. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It took me a while to get to, to get to that, but I did get excited. That, uh, from, I did get excited, but when I first heard about mm-hmm. it, again, the role model part was like, well, too much work. And then the like phases part was, mm. it felt like structure. And I didn't, I was like, mm, I don't like this. Don't tell me when mm. I'm on the roof and when I'm not on the roof, like I'll decide that. <laughs> Well, as a three, you're kind of always in that trial and error phase. Yeah. And I had another <laughs> mental, no, yeah, I had another mental projector explain it to me as because you're a three, six, you'll come off the roof a lot more often than the other six lines that don't have a three, like yeah. the six lines with the three, yeah. they come off more because you have to be in it more to understand it. And mm-hmm. that feels messy. He was mm-hmm. like, think about climbing on and off your roof how messy that is. It's hot outside and you're sweating and oh, your foot slips. And it's like, he, he like made this whole picture. And I was like, oh my God, that's totally how it feels. And then you get on the roof and you can rest. And then something happens mm. and it's like, crap, I got to go down there and test this out again. So it's exhausting and it's messy, but mm-hmm. that is the whole point of it. And that's what we're supposed to show to you mm-hmm. all. So and that and messy is okay. And me- like the more you embrace your mess, the better. And yeah. I will say, I feel like people when they meet me, they think that I have my shit together 
they think that I have like all of everything is all figured out and I'm very like put together and, and I'm like, I am the least, per- well, maybe not the least, I don't know who I bet everybody, but I am not as put together as I apparently like give off. <laughs> um, but I mean, if you look at the kid, like I'm not, I'm just not, but I think that's the sixth line the Mm -hmm. more getting towards that role model of like, you have it all together. And I'm like, I don't, (laughs) but But you give it off off energetically that Mm -hmm. I think a lot of times with the sixth line, we give off energetically this, this thing of, well, I'm not dead yet. It didn't kill me or like, okay, no big deal. Like, I feel like we kind of give off this, like no big deal energy. And I think that's sometimes what people feel is like, how are they not freaking out right now and like how do they look it's like well I am but I'm also alive and my family is alive and we have food and shelter and so I'm doing pretty good Mm -hmm. but I have got some stuff up here it's just I'm not letting it like run the roost (laughs) yeah consume yourself because you know that mentally Mm -hmm. physically emotionally that that's not good for you so Mm -hmm. yeah why why would we do that I totally yeah that totally resonates yeah and I do feel like that, that does seem like a very six line thing mm-hmm. be like, Hey guys, it's no big deal. Like it's relax, okay. <laughs> chill out. <laughs> yeah. I just came all the way off the roof for this. So just, <laughs> okay. Um, this has been a really great talk and I'm glad that been. we, I looked at the clock I'm like, Holy crap. It's almost two. How did that even happen? <laughs> Oh, it's so funny. I always wonder if I'm going to have, I have like this nervous thing before every podcast, like I'm not going to have enough to talk about. Like this little voice is like, Mm. you don't have enough Mm -hmm. to say there's going to be pauses and there's literally (laughs) never pauses ever. Yeah. In fact, I talk too much. (laughs) So (laughs) I don't know why it's just like, I think it's like a stage fright thing where it's like, you got to put on a good show for the people. Mm. But yeah, yeah, I think we did. <laughs> we did it. We totally did it. Yeah, we totally did. And I'm glad to have you on because I don't get a lot of, I don't even get a lot of um, sacrals like at all. So mm. thank you for being on. The, I get a lot of projectors yeah. who wanted to come talk, which I get. But sometimes I'm like, I need some sparkly energy. Come on. Um, need some mg in my life yeah yeah and i like to talk i like to hear how you experience things energetically because then i go well how do Mm -hmm. i experience that and it's really kind of a fun thing to do so yeah um if you're a manifesting generator or any other type go check out rachel where can we find you i am rachel weaver Yay. I am Rachel Weaver on Instagram. You can find me, um, Rachel Weaver and it's R-A-C-H-A-E-L, uh, dot com is my website. And then, uh, the aligned copy posse is the Facebook group. I, mm. I name everything different. Like you, most businesses, they have the same name everywhere. Just go find that one name or one thing. No, no MG and me can't handle that. It's hard. I, I was very similar. I have stuff called Janelle Turner wellness. And I was like, this isn't where did this I have a I think I still have a gmail called that and I get stuff with like other names sent to me I'm like wait when did I call myself this or like little bits and pieces like my youtube the youtube channel for us is the environment hd um Mm -hmm. but it's just like oh well I'm Janelle you can find me she's Rachel you can find her 
I remember your Amy. name. I remember your name as Rachel. Rachel, it's A E, right? A L A E L. Rachel. A E L. Yeah. Rachel. Rachel. That's how you remember it. Um, check out our podcast too. It's called Be You, Babe, and it's awesome. And thank you for coming on and being a wonderful, sparkly MG. Thank you. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll see you later. Thank you for listening to Chatting Human Design. Join me again soon. Have a fantastic day.